0: Huh. So we as a band, one of our goals is to uh, tour a foreign country. And so we kind of want to go to Japan. And so um, it reminds me of this, ama- this great story that I got. So I used to work at a company that did accounting services for truck drivers. And, you know, you ever talk to truck drivers when they're out on the road? They're bored motherfuckers. They got nothing better to do but talk. Yeah. So when they get someone on the to- phone, they don't want to let go. So anyways, I'm talking to this back. So basically the story started because we started talking about baseball because he's a big baseball fan. And so he's like, oh, you know what's funny about baseball in Japan? They love it over there. I'm like, oh, yeah? He's like, no, let's check this out. So I'm in the Marines and I'm in Tokyo on leave. And he's like, me and my buddy are hanging out and I got a baseball. For some reason, I always carry around a baseball. And I had it and I was just throwing it up and down. And we're trying to figure out what the fuck we're going to do. And all of a sudden, this Japanese guy walks up and starts talking to us about baseball. and he just He's totally in love with baseball. And knows all these stats, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, all this kind of shit. And he says, you know, out here in Japan, we don't have horsehide baseballs. We only have cowhide. And um, my buddy was like, oh, well, what kind of ball is this? And he's like, oh, that's a horsehide ball. You should get we bought it from the States. He's like, okay, well, here. He gives it to uh, the Japanese guy. A Japanese guy is so thankful. He's like, come over to my, you and your buddy, come over to my house for dinner. You know, I'll make you a really nice traditional Japanese dinner. Like, come over and let me show you some hospitality. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Is your house far? He's like, oh, no, not very far. I'm like, okay, well, what do you do? He's like, oh, you see the building you're standing in front of? I own this. Then all of a sudden, this big old limo pulls up. And they get in the limo. And they get to the train station. And they get on a train and drive an hour across the other side of Japan, get in another limo, and go to this guy's house big old fucking Japanese house and so this guy and his buddy are like just totally in awe like oh shit we gave baseball to the right guy so they're eating dinner and this guy ends up having three daughters a 16 year old uh, like a 17 year old and like a 19 year old and uh so they eat dinner and he's like you know what instead of you guys riding the train back like why don't you guys just stay here for the next couple of nights while you're on leave like You know, enjoy my house, enjoy my stuff and the beautiful view and whatever. Like, okay, cool. So they take him upstairs to the room. Like, here, you can sleep in this room. And his three daughters are standing there. And the, the Japanese gentleman's like, pick one. And this guy's like, me and my buddy just look at each other. And we have no idea what to say or do. He's like, okay, well, we'll take the two older ones. So they take the two older ones and they have a good time and you know.
1: Let's be clear, they were fucking these girls, right? Oh, they were totally fucking these girls. It guys. was in as in pick one daughter to fuck. As in like, here's my daughters, <laughs> plant your seed in them.
0: <laughs> so he so they yeah. you know, and the second I comes around and same thing, he's like, Yeah, have your pick of my daughter. So they're like, Fuck it, man, we'll just swap. So they swap and they start fucking the other daughter. Okay. So then the third night comes along, and once again, the guy's like, yeah, pick one of my daughters. And so they're like, okay, well, we'll take the two older ones again. And the younger daughter starts crying. And so <laughs> this dude's like, well, what's the matter with her? And the older, the older daughter says, um, if one of you don't sleep with her, it'll bring great shame to her. She'll live in dishonor the rest of her life. Oh, Jesus. So... This guy that I'm talking to, the truck driver, is like, you know what? He's like, I was like, fuck it, I'll take one for the team. You know, he's like, in America, that's like totally do not pass go-go to jail because I'm like 20-something old. Well, years if it old. keeps
1: her from eternal shame, yeah, then you're taking the high road there. And this is all
0: about different cultures. We at Left Foot Green like to share about different cultures.
1: Yes. <laughs> we like to participate in different cultures. <laughs> Danny really wants to go to Japan after hearing this story. So anyways... Uh, No, I want to have three daughters after hearing this story. That's what I want. (laughs) I want to be rich, and I want to entertain my fine, sports-loving friends... Oh, your daughter has like an STD now? What, how did that happen? Was she <laughs> oh sneaking out of the house and sleeping with Dude. weird dudes? No, I, I arranged for it to happen. No, you don't want that to ever no. happen to your kids,
0: man. You'll go crazy. Jesus, I fuck. can't even imagine it. But anyways, the guy's like, okay, so he goes and has, you know, he, he basically tells me, he's like, yeah, man, he's like, to start off with, I was really apprehensive about it, and I didn't really want it to happen. He's like, so I just went in the room and turned off all lights and kind of laid down. He's like... I have never been ridden so hard in my entire life. He's like that little fucking sixteen-year-old girl just worked me over ten times good. He's like we were late <laughs> to the ship the next day because I had to sleep, and he's like, <laughs> and he's like, uh, that dude invited us back. He's like next time you guys come out here. I will have a like a car waiting for you at the shipyard to pick you up, take you to the train, train come bring you here. He's like, we went back like four or five times. He's like, and then at the end of the conversation, you know, he's like, so I can never go back to Japan again because I'm not really sure if I have an illegitimate child, but I might. <laughs>
1: Yeah, and she's
0: not 16 anymore. (laughs) (laughs) She wants that alimony check. But that's like another, like, um, talking to the military people, and thank you all the military people out there who serve our country. Like, sucks that you got to get shot at every day, but glad it's you and not me. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, uh, another buddy of mine was in the military and he's like dude when you're in the military and you go to all these places like Australia and shit like that there are gaggles of girls that's right I said gaggles you motherfuckers <laughs> of girls there's a
1: gaggle of girls
0: there's a gaggle of girls let's go giggly giggly girls that, and they, all they want is to pick up American like military people because they think that they I have heard all the this stories. Money. They
1: say, you know, military guys. They talk about musicians, and they're like, man, those musicians. They get off stage. and oh, there's nothing yeah. but chicks. And that's so <laughs> fucking not true. I can't even believe it. But you know what? The parallel. You're getting there, into music to get pussy. Please don't. Like, if you're getting into anything to get pussy, it should be. Uh, being, no, you
0: are totally wrong. Because everything anything in life is all about getting pussy. The only reason I make money is to get pussy. The
1: only reason that I like. But you could. You could still just get sex without having to be talented or you exceptional could, in any way. Oh, yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? Like Girls it. fucked anybody, any dumb dude. So no. the kids thinking because they're not getting fucked, I'm not good enough at drums yet, and that's why I'm not getting <laughs> fucked. <laughs> You're probably totally on smack. the wrong track, just so you know, <laughs> me in the past. <laughs> oh me no. 10 years ago. It's not going to happen just because you drum. you In fact, you'd get laid way more if you quit drums because all you do is lock yourself in a practice room and practice, and therefore you don't meet anybody. <laughs> you don't have any normal friends and you don't have anyone who even thinks to oh well, let's hook him up because he's not Are we he's, talking, we're talking about this kid we're talking you? about <laughs> talking about all these mus- all drummers and by all drummers <laughs> i mean one drummer
0: yeah but you know what the- that's how you become a badass man. Like, yeah, you know you got to put the time in. Those 10, yeah, it's fine, hours. and it's
1: nothing to do with sex, and it has everything to do with blowjobs, really, <laughs> pretty,
0: pretty much. Yeah. I mean, you know, well, yeah, that's but a, that's there's a there's, there's no
1: glamour in being a musician. I, there's no, some glamour. Total lie. Why can you be lying glamour. to these kids, man? There's total glamour in being a musician. Okay, no, there's glamour in it, but being doing the work of a professional musician is not a glamorous job. Oh no, there's moments of glamour, and those are like on stage, but you, gotta you have still got balls, gotta, man. We you gotta, you be- still got to put all your shit away and go home after that you know it's it's never it's not a never-ending party there's always work to it and even if they get that glamour spot and they live that 15 minutes of fame
0: well dude even when it's a never-ending party you never get shit done and you burn
1: out and then you turn to be you know right and you're not actually doing any work you're just trying to experience the the payoff of being a hard-working musician well of course there's some glamour payoff but it's all in all when you add it all up I worked a really menial job doing the same fucking thing over and over and over and over and over again. And only a couple times did, did this exciting, <laughs> like, magical experience happen. No, you hours. No, no, literally. How much time do you spend practicing all those hours added up versus how much time do you spend on stage literally when it's going well? Like yeah. w- everything's going well on stage there's a good crowd and this is the fulfillment that I'm feeling but, you're only gonna get that for a fraction you know what? It's like of heroin. the time because you, when you
0: get that feeling when you're on stage with like four other people and everybody's on that same wavelength and you feel like yeah. you're locked into all four of those other people man it's like fucking heroin and you want that shit over and over yeah. and over and over but again what if you, you know? actually
1: had to go grow the opium and synthesize your own heroin every time you wanted to fix you had to it. put in all that time like you had, literally had to farm opium It'd be be your boner, man. Yeah, so it'd be like in six months. I'm gonna have some fucking heroin. You know, it's gonna be that. (laughs) It's gonna literally be as good as heroin.
0: But so here, so this. But it's gonna
1: take six months of like bullshit and toiling in the in your opium (laughs) fields before you can actually make it.
0: I have an eternal boner to get on stage and perform and do well. That's why I put my ten thousand hours in. Yeah,
1: that's why. That's why I work my ass off. I mean, I've gotten to the point where I enjoy the the ten thousand hours part. Yeah, even if I don't get to see. The a lot of the glamour from it. I've accepted the fact that I've chosen a line of work that isn't as glamorous as people think it is when they look at it. Let me put it because you don't see the working side.
0: Let me put it through this way. I work probably a good, you know, the average musician I would say probably works a good seventy to ninety hours a week, and that is counting in rehearsals, all the bullshit that goes along with being in a band. You know, printing set lists, updating calendars, making phone calls, all that kind of shit. I definitely don't work that much. Plus teaching. You know what I mean? Like teaching, but all the time you practice, all that kind of shit. Like if you really put it down on paper, like the actual hours, we work more than probably most big time CEO guys and we get paid like pennies. When you put it all together, man, I make like two bucks an hour. Yeah. Well, the same with teachers. (laughs) The
1: public school teachers, when you count in all the extra side times and and the above and beyond that they're... Ex- not, you know they're expected to do and they yeah. often go and do and and uh you they're know like sometimes providing things out of their own pocket for the classroom and teachers make two dollars an hour yeah you know it's ridiculous so we get nothing more than teachers <laughs> that's pitiful no for all teachers you are young- great. i'm a teacher sort of i'm for, a substitute teacher
0: for all you <laughs> young children out there if you ever have a class with danny just run
1: <laughs> no, uh-huh. just sit down and shut up That's what <laughs> you should be telling <laughs> shut them to the do fuck up. Tell them that they're not funny And if you try to be the class clown I'm going to out-clown you And make you feel embarrassed for opening your stupid mouth <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had you as a teacher Yeah, I, That is a tactic I use in classrooms Because um, if you have a boy who like wants attention And he calls out by that You can kind of use that peer pressure Get all the girls to laugh at him You know, kind of thing <laughs> You realize
0: you are causing, like, monumental That I'm evil, bills. yes. <laughs> Where these children later on in life? Once, when I was in eighth grade, this substitute band teacher...
1: Girls, laugh at that boy. Laugh at him. Let's pull his pants down.
0: <laughs> I totally see it. Yeah. Yeah, when I was like 12 years old, I had a substitute teacher, and he totally made fun of my penis. And now I have commitment issues. <laughs> I never make fun of
1: children's penises. I'm always cool about it. I'm like, hey, cool man, nice penis. Hey, hey, don't be ashamed. of Hey, don't hide it. Why are you hiding? Paint with that sucker. Man. No, it literally, this You're is little- n- this is nothing to do with molesting or anything. But I was one of the. S- <laughs> well, wait, you can't- so, I don't want to hey, change the hey, subject. This is not nasty or perverted <laughs> in any sort of way. But it has nothing you know. to do with molesting. It just has to do with kids. I just wanted to get off the molesting topic, but the, um, I was sub- subbing and, uh, it was for an orchestra class, but they weren't playing that day. It was like a free day, you know, but they could get their instruments out. So a few kids got their violins and cellos out and they're just kind of scattered throughout the room. And this one kid, he's playing a violin, like totally wrong. Like, like he's holding it. Like, how did he have it? Instead of like this, I think he had it like this and was doing it this way. Kind of like a cello, but inverse and like backwards, like wrong hands. Looked fucked up. And I walked up to him and was like, hey, do you play that instrument? Like, expect, you know, I was kind of, that happens where a kid will just pick up a saxophone and fuck around with it. He's not a sax player. And so I have to stop that. So I think it's just some kid picking up a violin. And then I'm like, do you play this? Like, why, why are you holding it so weird? And I look and he's got like a mangled, like, what am I trying to say his, he's disabled just in this one arm in the right. in the right arm maybe like left arm. Like one arm no shorter. his left arm because he wouldn't be able to finger the, uh, the string so he had to he had to put the neck over to the right arm but he was still playing it like Hendrix style like just flipped it upside down didn't restring it or anything and and was doing a completely different bow pattern that worked with his handicapped up arm, and it's like one of those arms. where he playing? You can image well it, or? you know, like where your elbow is kind of permanently like forty five degree, yeah. And then your and your your wrist is kind of stuck, and the there's a like melding between the fingers, so they're kind of webbed, and there's a lot of limited movement. And I didn't notice this.
0: And I just it, it, it,
1: and then so I was like, hey man, Doesn't surprise me. Hey, how how you playing that? And then. I noticed it like someone said like, oh, that's how the teacher told him to do it. That's how he learned to do it. And then I looked over and I'm like, oh, oh. And then I, that was when I first noticed his arm is fucked up because it didn't even didn't look like that from when I, my, when I was walking over there. So now you and so feel I like flipped it episode. around. I, instead of, like, I, without even a seamless, like, I tried to pretend as if I never thought that what I was saying. I was never, I was, just, and I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Like, that's so cool how you can modify the instrument to, to work for your body. And I was just, like, trying to be really, like, oh shit. Like, I, cause at first <laughs> I walked over and I'm like, you, goddammit kid. <laughs> and, like, you were a bad, bad kid for playing it wrong. And then I'm like, I see why he's playing it wrong. And he's actually awesome for, being able to play it at all because he's got a fucked up left hand. And so all the
0: girls laugh at you?
1: No, I, <laughs> I was going to be like, girls laugh at him for using the violin wrong. <sighs> oh, sorry. No. That, you know, it, was just, <laughs> it was just one of those things where you find yourself backpedaling. And yeah. I think in this sense I pulled it off because I was like, I was convincing him, like, oh, the reason I was asking was because I was just so curious as to, like, I think that's so cool how you can still play it, and like, I really like that. I just tried to make him feel really good, but I could still sense that the kid was kind of like, well, probably because kids were like, "Hey, didn't want to talk about it." You fucking play that instrument, hey? Is, do you play that? Is that your instrument, there, sir? Hey, He's like, hey, yeah, it is. Hey, are I'm you like, retarded? why are you holding it so wrong? <laughs> this is how I play it, and then finally another kid's like, yeah, that's how the teacher told him to play it. Cause, he, Cause of his hand, and then I looked down and I was like, oh. because he's special, retard. He's a special. No, hey, you don't want to hey, do that either. You don't want to be like, oh, because he's a special man, because like, he doesn't, he just didn't want the intention. No, I mean, to the it. kids are probably looking to be like, we have a special teacher today. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, Sounds like the teacher's the special one.
0: <laughs> Is this special ed orchestra?
1: I don't. Oh boy. I actually, as as crass as I am, I very sensitive. About all that kind of stuff, like special ed kids and
0: oh, you should be man. retard[s].
1: I love those little retard[s]. No, really, though. I mean, like I, th- other than music teaching, it's pretty much going to be special ed or or maybe like high, like college level psychology or psychology, philosophy, or something. Well, Even though I'm not qualified to teach that, that'd be what I would want to teach. It's special ed, music, or college atheist philosophy.
0: Well, uh, I mean, I, I've always been a believer that like music can is really good to heal, especially, like, I have a student who's blind and, like, semi-autistic, and him, he he's one of those, like, kids where, like, he can't see the piano, you play him a melody, he can play it right back. Yeah. Like, the first time Does I met you the feel kid, the piano. He, I was like, can you play anything? And he starts playing Beethoven. And you're just like, this kid... What did he play? You know, whatever your kid plays. Oh, okay. No, I was like, he played the A
1: minor, like... Piano sonata. No, the, he played the moonlight sonata. He can't he play the third movement. He can't. That's pl- he can't
0: play with his individual fingers yet. Okay, that's what. That's why so he He, played, to he, me. Out, oh, did, he Joy, did it with like, his like melody. thumb and like pounding on. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But basically, he was like, yeah. If he hears a melody, he can play it. And so we're in this, and then they're like, oh, can you play Jingle Bells? He's like, he finds E, and he's like, Jingle Bells. Jingle, starts playing it all, and it was like really amazing. And it started to make me realize that like, you know, music has such a powerful connection in your brain. Yeah. I think it's the one thing that can like heal people's damaged brains like when you when somebody has some serious Whoa. trauma to their brain it can really heal them and it can make them it's a different connection you know what i mean because it's such a it's such an emotional yet yeah. logical thing
1: but one of the things with a lot of music therapy especially like an autistic you're not going to cure autism with it the, the point no. is not to cure anything the point is to fulfill their life by like giving them this avenue of expression I, yeah. I actually sat in on a, a lesson where I was just helping some uh, autistic kid on the drums and just playing patterns for him and having him repeat the patterns and using these words, you know. And ultimately, we were just hanging out with this kid, getting him to learn how to express music. And so in a way, it was it wasn't healing anything, but it was... You know, because autistic, and it specifically, they have to learn social interaction. Yeah, but... It, but they the, have to learn how yeah. to read an expression on a face. They but the point remember, is, though, is that... It's just so to remind them to, like, look and listen yeah. for these things. It's a faster way to connect the, the, the pathways in the brain. Yeah. I mean, it... So, it skirts other issues. Some people have yeah. speech impediments, but they can sing, and if they sing their words, their speech impediment goes away. Dave yeah. Matthews is an example. When he talks, yeah. he has a speech impediment, but when he sings, it, it disappears. Oh
0: yeah, well, like I have a kid who's, I have a guy who's uh, a PTSD survivor from a, you know, war. Yeah, and uh, he, uh, he's like, yeah, man. He's like, I have such a hard time just coming up with sentences sometimes. He's like, but for some reason, after I have an hour lesson with you playing the piano, like things get a little easier and a yeah. little clearer. And it's like, yeah, because you're building something in your brain that wasn't there before, not to mention you're probably reshaping and rehealing some of the things that have been traumatized because, uh, you know, you ever, ever done like someone seen those brain scans? It's really cool. Like they do brain scans, like speech patterns and stuff like that. And like thought processes. If you look at it, when someone is listening to music, like, a good, like almost more of your brain is being processed than when you're trying to like learn a language or you're trying to like speak in yeah. a different language or even like solve a math problem or something like that. Like, more of your brain is active when you're listening or engaging in yeah. music than it is when you're just talking.
1: You know? That's because, yeah, the, they'll say this is a right brain activity and this is a left brain activity, but music is a full brain activity. Oh, yeah, I was thinking about that a lot when I'm just practicing left hand. Or something there's there's something because you have that thing that joins the two halves of your brains um your the halves of your brains are able to communicate and go yeah. back and forth that probably has a lot to do with like why music makes sense it's just like mixing these different senses and these different like it's it's about the moment but it's also about the past you well, know it's, because it's, what's happening in the moment musically depends on what just happened if you hit a yeah. c major chord it'll sound like a certain way if you had just heard a g chord yeah, but if you had just heard an A minor chord, it's going to sound like this whole different thing. It's going to have a complete new meaning and context, even though it's the same. So there's that like memory aspect of, of music that it only works if you can remember at least a little bit of what just happened.
0: Well, it's like the whole way that you know when you talk about like melody crafting. You know, you can be playing one note. And just rail on that one note. And based on the chord progression, that note sounds different. Yeah. And it sounds... The pedal. It, it's the same friggin' note, but it sounds differently when it's played over a different chord because of the, you know, the relationship. And your brain interprets that as one,
1: like, th- an emotional thing. Yeah, and it's always an the same by, by the it, ratio. So a know. ninth always sounds like a ninth. Yeah. Like, you know, you play a chord and then you play a ninth on top of it. You're going to get that same feeling and effect if you play it in a different key. But I'm the same just talking voicing. like, like
0: say you're wearing like a one four five in the key of C, and yeah. you're railing on an E note. You're just railing on E, right? Yeah, because on the one chord, it it's going to
1: sound totally nice. It's the third, and yeah. then you go to the four chord, it's going to sound really cool and colorful because it's, it's the, the seventh. seventh, and then you go to G, and it's your sixth. Yeah, you know, and so whatever, it's not necessarily going to be the best, but each of those are going to have a different. But it makes that E sound right. different. It's like it, a perception. It's weird yeah. because you listen
0: to it, and the average listener, like of course. You know we'll listen to that and interpret that "e" as a different note, but I mean the whole point behind that is is that like because music is such an emotional ex- like experience, you know what I mean like I mean people draw emotions from music, yeah. but they also it's logical and it's rational, and there is science, and there is math behind it, whether you believe it or not, your brain is subdividing and having and holding and doing all kinds of things and listening to relationships between this and that, like yeah. It's just, you know, it's it's sometimes the psychology and like the the just the anatomy issues behind music astounds me sometimes.
1: Yeah, and I I think so much of it there's like half of it that's like universal. I I saw something about how the the structure of the ear like lends itself to really responding to uh, pentatonic scales. Yeah. or just those kind of ratios. When you, you, you have like a normal sort of overtone series in your ear bone, so when you hear a note, you also hear the fifth, and you also hear the octave above it, you know, a, little bit, in a little bit at all times, you know, so fifths and, and major chords and all these relationships, like you find them all over the world. They Even though there's some microtonal things, but almost every country everywhere they uses a, pentatonic a fucking scale. pentatonic scale. Yeah. And well, some use a minor pentatonic, and some use a major, which is the same thing. It depends on where you start and end your scale. But
0: there's a theory
1: out that's there that's like a humany thing. But yeah. then there's all these other little things where it's like that sounds like Jaws. That sounds like this thing that everybody in this culture knows. You, but it's not going to sound sad or or even happy or all the different emotions if you come from a completely different background. Yeah. So you have a that cultural aspect of it too that it's works totally with the social yeah social
0: aspect. Yeah, it. social well it's like it's like one of those things where um there's like this theory out there that basically states that all really good melodies are five notes. And once you branch out of a five-note melodic pattern, then you start getting into complicated That's melodies interesting. And people don't and people don't latch onto those melodies as easily. So if you yeah. think about some of the really, really good songs, like some of the great songs of all time, like the Beatles, Notorious, you, yeah, it sounds like there's more notes, but they're really just octaving things, or they're playing like a
1: pentatonic scale, or they're playing like the first five notes of the key, Yeah, and those are the notes that they because, really yeah, drive if, home. If man. you have more than five notes, say you have seven, that would be the true limit to where, unless you're actually doing chromatics and stuff, because if, you, yeah. if you're staying in a key, you really only have seven notes, but it's like... Yeah, that makes sense to limit it down to five because you can pull so much out of three notes in terms of a melody. Oh, well, in a simplicity is the, is, the, is the answer to everything. Yeah. I
0: mean, the, the more complicated you make your music and the more complicated you make your melodies and your chord progressions and all that shit, the more you alienate people. Think about it, right? You ever been to a Dream Theater concert? It's like <laughs> no, 90% dudes wearing guitar shirts. Oh,
1: yeah, I know. That's like, don't be a prog rock R- rock star, if you want to,
0: see. <laughs> yeah, but the point though is that if yeah. you go to those dream theater shows, like a good seventy percent of your audience are guitar players or keyword players, yeah, yeah, or yeah, they're definitely interested like,
1: in the craft that what you're producing yeah, there. and they're
0: amazed because that dude's playing at such a high level, yeah, where the average Joe Schmo listens to dream theater and goes. Okay, I don't really like that singer, and there's no really melody, and I can't dance to it. You know, the two successful things that make a song successful, and this is like for all of you out there, like this is basically kind of how we always should craft songs. It should be, you should be able to sing along to it, you should be able to dance to it. Yeah. Or at least move your body to it.
1: Yeah, there's if no, you have those there's two no things, pride, or there's nothing good about writing the hardest song to sing. Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Just try it, you fools, because nobody's com- people aren't competing with you like oh. But you know who's the master melody writer of all time? And This doesn't have to do with pop songs. It's fucking um Tchaikovsky. Tchaikovsky's oh, yeah. music has the most lovely melodies. I would actually like to go back and look and count how many notes are in his melodies. I um, bet if cause he- some they sound often just very rich and complex. And maybe it is as simple as, but you know his music is so much more rich. It's not trying to follow a pop music pa- paradigm. So they're... Always changing. Well, that was before them. pop music existed. But yeah. And yeah. this music was to dance to, but it wasn't to sing along to. And it was meant to be choreographed dance to, not in like, yeah. you know, pop music is meaning you, anyone can dance to it just Isn't by that, listening to Tarkovsky's
0: it. just the nut. That's like the nut yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That, I mean,
1: that. <laughs>
0: that's, that's less than five notes up an octave?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I it's mean, all, really, it, we're sticking with the same little pool of notes, and then what makes it amazing is all this is the orchestration too. Yeah, but he's got so many that are. I, I have to. I'm gonna have to find some because some of his melodies. I'm just. I have to go back and listen to that shit over and over. I think his fourth symphony, Trike Four, as they call it. <laughs> that's that's got some shit in there. I played played that in college. But the but the point though is is that like if you
0: think if you break that down like to its simplest part, yeah. the reason why he was so big, the reason why Bach and Mozart were so amazing as composers and so, and, and as you know as the like the big yeah. guys is because you go and you listen to Bach or you go listen to Beethoven, right? Beethoven's yeah. Ode to Joy or, you know, his big famous symphony is so Recognizable, yeah. Bum 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 bum. People, when they went and saw that symphony for the very first time, walked out of there going bum bum bum
1: bum. Well, also because that whole thing takes twenty minutes to perform, <laughs> so you're you're yeah you're hearing it come up again all the time too, and yeah. it recapitulates itself. But the simplicity of that melody is is so And how easy. much how much he could I mean he could have played for another forty minutes, or you know he could have composed another twice as much of that idea because he, yeah. he takes a simple little grain of an idea and spins it off and then it, you know, changes all these keys and you have this very simple idea presented and we never get sick of it. Yeah. And the same is with food because everybody fucking loves a well, perfectly cooked bowl of pasta with some good sauce and some garlic bread. You yeah. don't need like, oh, we have a million spices and a million toppings and like, oh, load the veggies. And suddenly you just have this huge complicated dish of crap that you're like, oh, my God, I can't even finish this. It's so huge. It's not even <laughs> like just how about like a simple fucking bowl and then, See the, the, you the, know, you, you would... but just done really, really well. Yeah. Simple but done to perfection <clears throat> where they put all their care and intention into doing the simple things right rather than putting all the attention into adding complicated shit to it yeah well i I think we're in agreement there i think the more (laughs) the
0: more complicated you make something the more you the the more you alienate the simple yeah but the best quote that i that i've read about this whole thing i'm reading this book right now it's by a guy named bruce uh i can't pronounce his last name he was michael jackson's engineer okay along with quincy jones who was like his producer and quincy jones had this great saying, and it was um keep it sweet keep it simple um and was it keep it sweet keep it simple make it danceable there you go yeah like and like that comes across the whole thing like at the end of the day we seek out things that aren't sweet and simple because we know how complex and complicated they are and we can understand that everybody else wants something that's simple because they want to be able to hear the song once and remember the hook Remember the melody and take it with them or dance to it because it's so easy to move their body to. It's like a computer scientist, right? Computer scientist dudes, like super really smart computer guys, they spend their time reading fucking CDOS and doing all this crazy shit. Like for example, my dad, right? He's a networking engineer. Something goes wrong with my computer, even if it's a Mac, like... Most times it's really simple to fix. You know they're all dummy proof. Now you go and you're like, I have a problem with my printer. Help me connect my printer. Okay, what do I do next? Okay, what do I do next? You know what he does? Opens up the DOS prompt, types in a bunch of crazy shit, reads a bunch of numbers that nobody understands. He goes, Oh yeah, here's the problem. Goes in, fixes it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't know how to do that.
1: Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> there's the yeah, there's all those little. Like a Michael Jackson track, it's going to be awesome. It's going to sound awesome. And if a bunch of hacks try to just play the exact notes and rhythms, it's not going to sound like that because they have all these little, very complicated ending up sounding, you know, seeming to do tricks. You know, like how does that big, why does that snare drum sound so cool right there? Or like there's these little tiny quiet things added into the mix at certain times. Like, oh, there's just a little bit of piano right there. And so there'll be these little things that, all on, all to, added together, are really complicated. But the overall product is a very simple, easy to approach. Yeah, this is a nice sound, nice snare drum pop. And well, in order to get that snare drum pop and eliminate the noise from it, that was complicated. But yeah. that's where the work comes in.
0: Well, it's like that's like that thing that Brad has. It's like um, uh, have it complex but sound simple.
1: Yeah, it is always going to be complex in in to somebody. Depends yeah. on who you're talking to. But if something's confusing even the maker of it, then it's a bad <laughs> sign. Like if we make a song and it's like, there's so much happening in this, it's confusing. We need to, we'll usually agree that we need to chop something yeah. out of it. Cut we are just out. writing songs today, lyrics, and you know, we'll have all these words. And it's like, well, if we remove most of these words, we're still saying the same thing. We've just given ourselves I, less yeah. labels. <laughs> and some of the best talkers do that too. They don't say anything redundant. You know, they just yeah. they just say what they got to say, and they don't you know, st- do all the stuttering crap that we everybody does and fills in things or just reiterates themselves. Right. You ever heard but, the acronym KISS? Keep it simple, stupid? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be another acronym for saying something and then immediately rephrasing it and then saying it in a different way and then pretty much saying like what you just said but using different words <laughs> and then rephrasing those different words. And, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> no, I Brad totally does that a lot. Brad will come and he'll talk for ten minutes and he'll have only said three like three <laughs> things and he'll just say them one by one after another and it's not just Brad everybody does that on the phone and that's when I start hanging up i you ever talked to me on the phone I'm I'm an early hang upper oh people are like okay cool bye yeah all right I'll see you Saturday yeah yeah Saturday or no no Friday actually yeah, all right cool well you have a good you know like, I don't um, play that shit I'm uh, like see ya. And they're like, okay, cool. So I, I hate talking on the phone, man,
0: just for that reason. I'm like, tell me what I hear. When I call you up and I ask you a question like, hey, what are we doing today? I don't want you to give me the life story. All I want you to be like is be at my house in 20 minutes and we'll figure it out. Okay. Click.
1: Yeah. I got a lot of those. (laughs) Hey, can you call, uh, call Mitch up and ask him about the keys? Okay, sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So just call me back after you call Mitch and, and ask him about the keys. And I'll, I'll just answer the phone when you call. Okay, I'll I'll just answer it. So when you call me back, I'll answer. Okay, I'll see you. I'll talk to you. <laughs> I'll answer. It. Shut the fuck up! I've already hung up on you. But I imagine people are still babbling because sometimes I hang up in the middle of their babble, and I imagine they they just keep like, well, you know, another thing. And then yeah, but this is even better is when they call you back. Yeah. Oh man, the phone must have died. Blah, the blah, phone blah, must have <laughs> died. Anyway, I was trying to say goodbye.
0: <laughs> Ow! Oh, I just hit my face on the mic. <laughs> Nice.
1: We should uh, wrap this all up. Right. Go that's home. Cool. Yeah. This is actually this is more like what I wanted the podcast to have. A lot of, those more of musical flavors. discussions, and I think it's all good because musicians are also people, and we also like to talk about not music, and that's how we can relate to our fans. Yeah. Well, and I mean, hopefully, lots of our fans are musicians, and they the, can relate to this. At the
0: general heart of it, man,
1: we're just regular
0: idiots, anyways. Like, yeah, we, no. just, we just happened that like, like some dude out there knows how to fucking weld and I don't. Yeah. Some guy out there knows how to fix my car
1: and yep. I don't. I just happen to know how to play music. Yeah. You know I know I mean? how to. I know how to work a hi-hat. Yeah. Some guys can work backhoes and when push comes to shove, no one's going to ask me to dig a hole with my hi-hat. It's <laughs> going to be the dude who knows well, how to work a backhoe.
0: Don't ever say never because there might be a time. Hey, Danny, the van's stuck. Get your shitty shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: maybe yes. Yeah, drumsticks under the. I imagine like to get traction. Use the. Drumsticks oh, I've totally to dug out shit snow. out with
0: drumsticks before.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. You just like, you just like like chopstick shovel. Like da, 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 da. I would have one in each hand and just do a single stroke roll on the uh, on the snow. Cash <laughs> it
0: up. All right, all right, bye, folks. This is Left Foot Green signing off, saying,
1: "Buy our shit." Fire shit. Is that it? Advice? Fire shit. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, shit, you're fired.
0: Oh, I thought you meant like light stuff on fire. Hey, don't light things on fire and then blame us because we don't give a fuck.
1: No, you should um, keep shit from employment.
0: Yeah. By firing. Go it. home tonight and devise a plan to get all of your fellow employees fired because you'll make more money.
1: <laughs> That's how you can take your
0: bank. That's the left great advice of the day.
1: Oh, violation! My replacement! No one's left before your divine her patience! Mutilation! Amused by hatred! I don't
0: say for That's that's less than 5 notes All right, up an octave. Yeah yeah